This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. episode of Vet Candy's podcast, In Other News. This is a podcast that seeks to expand your idea of what is impacting the veterinary world, veterinarians, and all animal care professionals as humans. And we are your co-hosts. I'm Dr. Jen. And I'm Dr. Jason Chatfield. If you are not yet a Vet Candy subscriber, why not? Please subscribe for free today at myvetcandy.com. And if you've got something lovely to say, you could reach me at jen at myvetcandy.com. Or for all other more important questions, you can reach me at jason at myvetcandy.com. Okay, news hounds. Our topic in the Candyverse today is managing stress. In other news, veterinarians and other animal care professionals get stressed out? Yeah, I mean... No way. Okay, every so often, if you leave the basement, Dr. Jason, you might have to encounter the world at large. Then why would I ever leave the basement? <laughs> I don't understand. All, you know what? All sorts of other problems are indicated with that statement. But I think today... And, you I know, might be the right person today. I think we might have the right guest today for that. But, I, but, but even if you don't leave the basement... You can pipe in the news, right? You can pipe in news media. I know you again, can. Again, again, why would I do that? It involves that highly capitalized S word, which I don't want to talk about. Right. Because I don't know how to. I don't know how to deal with it. Okay. Well, the news media sometimes can stress us out, um, and so in the Candyverse, while yes, we do live among lollipops and rainbows, we do sometimes need help. And so today, I'm so excited. Dr. Jason is finally going to speak with a professional. Yes, I had to, I had to manipulate the situation. This is a big secret. I'm going to try to get some free advice. <laughs> some free help. But is that for your hairstyle? Or is Shut that it. for... It's not a video podcast. Moving no. on. <laughs> okay. So um, while he's in the basement, and yes, I'm still in a closet at the cottage on the farm because my acoustics are no good, but that should be changing today when the movers show up. We are welcoming into the Candyverse uh, one, someone who's become one of our favorite professionals, Dr. Maureen Santina, and she is a clinical psychologist. Dr. Maureen, thanks so much for joining us. It's good to be here with you today. Yes. So um, just in that intro, I'm sure that you have all kinds of notes. She's got a lot of book on that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, even as we speak, um, I'm preparing my book notes. Yeah, brother, <laughs> sister, basement, cottage, naming everything. I mean, you're done. That's like chapters one through eight. I'm focused on one individual in particular, but we won't mention who. Yeah. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> But his name starts with a J, doesn't it? Yeah, and his sec his last name starts with a C. Oh, perfect. <laughs> okay. You see, Newshounds, is she not the perfect clinical psychologist for the Candyverse? So, uh, but in all seriousness, we're going to be talking about uh, what can be kind of a heavy topic. What's that, yes. stress? It can be, but hopefully I'll be able to make the topic a little bit lighter for you so that um, the stress going forward, you'll be able to have some tools. I'm looking at this as a toolbox 
for dealing with things that you can do yourself to deal with stress. I love it. Oh, a mental toolbox. Excellent. I love it. But so, but a little bit, I kind of, because, you know, as a veterinarian, we, we, we like to start with the first things first. And I did used to watch a lot of Oprah, like fair warning to everybody. And, um, did you, know, you get every, a car? Every, what? Did you get a car? Did, Didn't everybody watch Oprah get a car? I mean, you get a car, you get I a car. No, get that a wasn't car. you. You weren't involved in that. I didn't get a car. You know what I got though? Mm. And our viewers of Vet Candy Pop will get this. I got some great info. <laughs> get out of here with that. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so when I when I would watch Oprah, Oprah taught us, or at least taught me, that in order to begin to address a problem, right, with you know getting some tools, I must first identify the problem and potentially the source of the problem, right? Yes, and and I would say generally that's true. I would say for the things that I'm going to be giving you today, you don't need to particularly identify exactly what is stressing you. These are going to be things that will just help you to lower your general stress level. Oh. Now, I will add, though, that if you are having ongoing stress, it's going to be important to identify specifically what's causing the stress and then address that as well. But what we're going to be talking about today are mostly things just to cope when you're feeling stressed so that okay. you don't have to figure out or analyze, you know, why am I stressed at this point? Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Because sometimes I have no idea. Is sometimes? That like, so, yeah, sometimes. By, but, by sometimes, do you mean every, every, every time? Every time yeah, except could, for the hours between 12 and 1? Yeah, there could be so many things. Right. <laughs> and, and, that's life why, and that's why the things that I'm giving you, you don't necessarily need to exactly figure out what's causing my stress. There's probably many things causing it on a given day. There might be lots. These are things that are just going to help you to just de-stress without okay. thinking about what the stress is. Okay. Um, if you're having ongoing stress, it will be good to identify specifically if there are things that are just getting under your skin and constantly bothering you, how to do things to change how that stress is impacting you directly. But these are things just to de-stress. I, I think that's great, okay. especially for the veterinarians listening, because all they do all day long is what? Try to figure out the exact problem, what's going on. So yeah. they don't need anything else to deal with. What's figuring out my problem? It's just give me something that's going to take care of all of it, almost a magic bullet of stress relief. Is there a magic bullet, Dr. Maureen? Well, if there is, I haven't found it yet. Oh, my gosh. I thought we were going to get the, the cure-all right here. Come I'll on. let you know. <laughs> you the snake oil? Here. There's no snake oil in the basement? <laughs> no, no snake oil, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm so ready to what, hear. Yeah, so what I think is interesting, though, um, and, and it like fair disclosure, Dr. Maureen and I have spoken um, about these issues before because, as you know, stress among veterinarians is a very hot topic these days because we've begun to, to recognize that compassion fatigue, burnout, these are, are issues for our profession in particular. But I think also, I think anyone who finds themselves working with animals on a daily basis, you can kind of find yourself among all of these other sentient creatures but you could still feel isolated. <laughs> that way when you're in the middle of a group of people, too. Yes. yes I worked I on Capitol I, Hill. I can relate to that. I'm always, I always feel isolated in the middle of people. I, I thought that was what everybody felt. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Okay, let me, let me lay down on the couch here. Hold on. All right. Let's, yeah. let's go on. I'm going to listen. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I think that's, a, that's something that people kind of um, – they just kind of dismiss a little bit. It's like, well, but she seems like she's very comfortable. She's gregarious. She's with people all the time. How could she feel isolated? 
and I think that's very true and it's legitimate. And so um, I think people should, uh, should, you know, don't dismiss that feeling. What do you think? Well, the other thing about that is that a lot of people say, I feel alone or I feel stressed and gee, look at them. They all look so together Ah. and forgetting is you're judging your insides by somebody else's outsides Ah. and probably looking at you and saying the same thing. So if people are feeling stressed and anxious, it's not abnormal. It's something that most people feel to a greater or lesser extent at different points in their life. And it can help to to recognize that, Mm -hmm. to realize that doesn't make you weird or different. Mm -hmm. And having some things that you can do to deal with your stress can help you feel a little more confident in yourself. Yeah, those tools that we're going to get to. So I love that. We already, like, we're only, what, a few minutes in and we already have yeah, a doctor, except, Santina except I have Pearl. Yeah, except I have to interject here. She was, you were kind of excluded from that because you, Dr. Jen, you are weird and different. So if you're feeling weird and different, it's because you actually are a little but weird. But I'm comfortable with that, Dr. Jason. Okay, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> I just didn't want to get too far in this podcast thinking you were, you were normal. I know. I, no, no, I, I, I'm not. And I'm, I'm comfortable with that. However, I love the pearl. I'm going to, that should be on a greeting card. Like don't judge your insides by other people's outsides. I agree. 100%. <laughs> I wrote it down. I thought it was a great sort of one liner. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. And we can feel and like we, all, but it's we all see ourselves doing it sometimes. We do, but as veterinarians, we can feel it because you can have a dog come in your practice. You can have a cat come in your practice. It could be the most spectacular Himalayan cat you've ever seen. And it's got irritable bowel syndrome and has diarrhea every other day and is very uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't judge the insides by the outsides. The other thing is that that coat can look terrible because nobody's brushed it, you know, on that Scotty dog. And he could just be the happiest, healthy as a horse dude. (laughs) True. And the same kind of people. Yes, yeah. most excellent. I love it. Okay, so, but the other thing that, um, there's something unique for us, and it's really, I think, unique to people who work in, in any healthcare profession, is that we potentially, and, and I think in this year in particular, when we're talking about um, pandemics, et cetera, and there's a, a risk that we take on when we go to work, if you work with animals, or even if you work with, uh, with people who are ill, potentially, there's that risk of working with potentially infectious pathogens. And I think some folks, uh, kind of waxes and wanes how heavy that weighs on them as far as could they bring it home and, you know, is it going to affect them, et cetera. What, what do you, is that, do you think that's a, a significant thing or have you found that Dr. Santita? Yes. I think that that particularly as we're talking, you know, we have some infectious disease going around and that certainly is a factor for, medical professionals, whether they're human medical professionals or whether they're medical professionals for animals. Mm -hmm. And so that is just an added layer of stress. So I think of stress kind of like as a sandwich or a layer cake. Okay. I like to think of layer cakes. I love to think of layer cakes. Yeah, the image is just (laughs) nice to think about. It's even better than a sandwich. Is there there sparkly, I like icing and unicorns on the top of it? Because that's my favorite. Sure. Jen, you're missing, hold on. you're missing the point. All right, Dr. Santino. Well, that's get, what we want to get to is get that to the this layer has the sparkly unicorns on the top. Yes. Okay. So tell us, so stress is like a layer cake is how you like to think of it or a sandwich. A layer cake or a sandwich, you've got different pieces that all come together to build it up. And if you think of a sandwich, you have cheese, you have lunch meat, 
lettuce, whatever, all these things, think of the stress as different things that are mounting up in your life. You have work stress. You, If you have children, you have stress with your kids, financial stresses, social stresses, and they all can be there at the same time. Do we have twin oh, brother stresses as a layer of stress? Well, he's looking right at me on the screen, so I'm going to refrain from commenting. <laughs> That's more like the unicorn candy on top. Right, I don't know what you're talking about. Everybody would want a twin brother. I don't know what you're talking about. Right? Oh, it's true. It's actually very true. And look, I told you, Newshounds, that Dr. Maureen is the right RD, real doctor, clinical psychologist for us here in the Candyverse on In Other News. She knew exactly not to step in that mind. Okay, so oh yeah. So those are some of the things um, I think that most most often might cause anxiety or distress among my colleagues. And that's just those that are specific, but our, our animal care professionals, veterinarians and, uh, and others, are we susceptible to the same things that might produce stress among the general population or are we special? Absolutely. And, and I think that's what I was trying to say with the sandwich or the layer cake, that you have the stresses that are unique to your situation or unique to your job. And then you have just the stresses of being a human being living in the world. And they're not separate. They, everything affects you. And so that, you know, you're, you're experiencing both. And most people who are in any kind of a job that's stressful have their own unique stresses, their job stresses, but then they also have the normal things that people have. The, you know, the kids have the flu or the, you know, their finances are, are not where they should be or, or whatever. Oh, and so that's a big, that's a big issue. I think for veterinarians right now, especially ones who are less than maybe 10 years out of school because of the, maybe not necessarily the actual debt load, but the they, perception of they the They feel stress. it for sure. Yeah. Right? They absolutely feel it. For, for us, and, for at least for me, I was super ignorant about it. So it was great. But they, these guys are, are well-versed in, in money mm-hmm. and, and they feel the pressure for sure. Yeah. I think that's a big deal. It is. It is. It's a big deal for most people. And when you ask people, what are the most stressful things in their life? Aside from some acute stress, some critical incident, like, you know, somebody got run over by a car or something, mm-hmm. just the general chronic stresses, financial stresses is, is one of the most common and the, the biggest ones for most people. Really? And yeah, oh. so that is a stress for many people, unless somebody's blessed to have so much money that they don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But the average one of the most I don't people. Know. I don't know about that. You know, you know what they say. Everybody knows what they say, right? Yep, 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 mo, say mo it. More money, more problems. More problems. It <laughs> made you not have problems, just that maybe you didn't have as much financial stress. Right. And well, that, that's what they say, but it's more comfortable to cry in a Porsche than it is on a bicycle. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? I think we've, Jason and I, through our careers, we've come into contact with people from all walks of life and all parts of the world. And uh, I think we should be maybe a little kinder when we assess who might be distressed or who's entitled to feel some stress. And, you know, because I think there's pain behind every front door. It just might not look the same as yours. Everybody is not only entitled to stress, but does feel stress yeah. in one another more at sometimes less at other times Mm -hmm. but stress is a part of being human Mm -hmm. and it's something that affects everybody and it doesn't matter if you have a lot of money or if you have less money it's simply that some people maybe the stress doesn't take the particular form of financial stress but everybody 
stress of some kind or another in their lives. And some stress is actually good for you to have some challenge. It's when the stress gets to be beyond your coping where it starts to cause you to be worried as Mm -hmm. opposed to just having challenges. Mm -hmm. And that's when you need to be able to do some things to get it to to get it back in the corral, so to speak. So so there there. Oh, so you did you, Jason? So, Jason, wait! Did you just hear that? Yes, did you, you got the corral. I loved it. Did you notice little yeah. I, 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 I was, listen. I was hung up a little bit on the when I feel stressed, when I pay attention to my feelings, and I feel stressed. It immediately goes to worry. Like I associate stress with worry, but you sort of disassociated those a little bit there and said usually when you have too much stress or the bad kind of stress that can lead to worry, which will then lead to some other issues. So is it incorrect for me to feel like, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm stressed about something, whatever that means, I'm telling you, I'm worried about it. That's sort of how I operate. And I guess that's incorrect way to look at stuff. I need to separate the two. It's not incorrect. It's a natural progression. And worry is when stress has gone to the point where it's affecting you. Mm. So that's a natural progression. It's not an inevitable progression. That's one of the fully talk about here and yeah. um, there are ways that you can reduce your overall stress level so that when you do encounter a stressful challenge, something that's a challenge, you are better equipped to not have it progress to worry. Oh, excellent. And so I love that. Um, I need that toolbox ASAP. I, I know. We're going to get to the toolbox, folks, because Dr. Marine's put on her tool belt to bring us her tools. Is that <laughs> enough times? Like, can we let go of the metaphor just a little bit there? Oh, um, but God. I do. So I do want to go back. You said that everyone has like some stress is good. Like right. you can have some stress. It's inevitable. You're going to have it. It just shouldn't kind of graduate to overtaking what you're doing. And so I want to tie that back to the animal world also because it vindicates something I used to say. <laughs> so oh, gosh. All of, all of our, our friends who are animal care professionals, whether they're working in uh, with um, non-native animals, like in a non-traditional setting, what we might call a zoo, or if they're working in a, a boarding kennel. And so uh, uh, we would say that they're like the you know, the animals got fed late today because the keeper was, uh, had a doctor's appointment. So their, their diet was given to them like three hours later and people would say, Oh my gosh, they're going to get so stressed. And I'm like, well, we call that an enrichment day, right? <laughs> Behavioral enrichment. The world changes because <laughs> if every day is the same, that can present its own type of distress. Yes. And stress can be an opportunity to grow. If you think about how we start out in life, there's the process separating from your mom. You've got to learn to walk and you've got to learn to walk away from mom at some point or away from something that you're leaning on. Yeah. Well, there's a little bit of stress in that. You don't know if you're going to be able to stand on your feet and you might fall, but you learn how not to fall. And so, and then you have to go to your first day of school. Well, oh. you don't want to avoid the stress of going to your first day of school by saying, no, right. I'll keep my children home forever and they'll never go out. <laughs> so, um, and because, then the stress there of going to school is an opportunity to learn. And the same is right. true for adults. The difference is that when the stress becomes, as Jason, you said it very well, becomes worry, becomes anxiety, and yeah. it stays that way. And it starts mm-hmm. to affect you as opposed to being a challenge to master and then having that sense of mastery over it, that sense of competence. And it's also important to recognize that there are times when maybe you're just your everyday 
coping skills, which we're going to be giving you some of them. Today, we're going to talk about some of the general things that you can do to manage stress. But if there are particular stresses that are getting to you over and over again, then it's a time to think about talking to somebody, either through counseling or to a friend to get a different perspective. Because a lot of times there are adjustments to the way you're thinking about something that are a little bit more personalized, and that's beyond what we can do yeah. here so today. What, what, what but, we do is we invite a clinical psychologist onto our podcast. That's, what, that's yes. how we handle stress. And but <laughs> I was just going to say, so, you know, as many of our news hounds know, I worked on Capitol Hill, and we learned a lovely phrase, and Work? I think it relates to hold this. Hold on, hold on. You worked on Capitol Hill? Is that, can you define that word? Take the air quotes down, Jason. Oh, okay. Take right, the air right. quotes down. All right, carry on. I didn't mean okay. to wave your story there. That's right. We had a phrase that was, your perception is your reality. And so sometimes shifting your perception can make something that seem like a mountain. It's just a molehill. Right. That's actually know. really good advice. Oh, and don't, don't do that to her. She, she read that off as, yes. come on, don't give her that. One. And that's true because yeah. your perception can make something small look really big mm-hmm. and something big look much smaller. Yeah. And you want to do is be able to get your perceptions in line where big things look more manageable and small things don't look so big. Yeah. And that's, part, that's, a, that's a learned skill. It is. And, and you know what? You have brought us some tools today, and we're going to get to those. Right now, we're going to cope with a little stress of our own, and we're going to take a break. <laughs> so we're going to take a short break, and on the other side of that, we're going to get some incredible tips and skills that you can try to apply to your life to help cope with some of the stress and then also talk about when you need to seek help for coping with some stress in your life so hang in there with us let's pay some bills and get rid of our financial distress and we'll be back on the other side of the break That candy makes your life easier with scientific news, clinical updates, and expert lifestyle tips. Sign up for free at MyFatCandy.com and start making your life sweeter. Oh, sure. It's all fun and games until someone ends up in a cone. That's right. We are animals. Deal with it. Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Dr. Maureen Santina, um, and I am so excited for this half of the podcast. I want to know what the tools are. She's going to bring us some tips for how to cope with stress, and then also some indicators for how to realize that you're kind of, you're, you're underwater and over your head, but you can reach out for a lifeline for some help coping with that. And so I'm, let's get right into it. So what's your first kind of skill um, that you think we should all look at? I'm going to talk about exercise, and a lot of people realize that it's good for your body, but they Mm -hmm. don't necessarily realize how good it is for your mind, your thoughts, your emotions, and there's actually good physiological reasons for that, as well as... Wait, is is there data? Is there data? There's data behind that, isn't there? There's data, and data from, I mean, so many places that it's... I couldn't even list them all, but I'm going to talk about a couple of them. 
from okay. actually Harvard and the Mayo Clinic. And wow, Jason, did you hear that? We're going to have Harvard info yep. on our podcast. I'm ready for it. Let's have it. Well, um, I'm going to talk about the, the emotional mental benefits of exercise. Okay. Exercise, particularly aerobic exercise, and it doesn't have to be strenuous. It can be walking uh -huh. or, you know, doing a stationary bike at a, at a nice slow pace. Hey. What they actually do is there's a neurochemical basis for that being a stress reduction technique because it stimulates certain hormones, particularly endorphins, that most people, well, you all, I'm sure, have heard of, yeah. endorphins yeah. Yeah. in the brain, which are kind of the feel-good chemicals um, yes. that they help you feel better. They help to improve the way you're yeah. thinking in people. And it also reduces other stress hormones. Yeah. So adrenaline, cortisol, actually, are there's a temporary increase in them, but it's different than the kind of increases that you get from stress. Like and a fighter, it's, it's not the fight or flight, it's a different. Yes, because there's many different ways that we're impacted by stress yeah. hormones. So, and Dr. Santino, when you say physical exercise, like um, like walking, you don't mean, you know, because I have I have friends who practice and they'll say, I'm on my feet all day. You know, there's not even a lot of practices don't even have a chair in the back of the clinic. When I walk into those, I think I don't necessarily want to work here. <laughs> Because either they're so busy they don't get a chance to sit down, uh, the only place you get to sit down is when you have to go to the bathroom, right? Or, you know, there's just nowhere to sit. You don't mean that kind of walking, right? No. Uh, what I mean is taking a half hour. You can do it in 10-minute breaks. You can do it in 10-minute, break it up into 10-minute parts. And just doing that, not okay. walking back and forth from an examination table to a computer to yeah. whatever. Okay. That's standing <laughs> unless you're jogging and you're doing a physical exam you know you're kind of just there and just standing there is not what i'm talking about okay. i'm talking about taking a walk outside or doing a, a slow yeah. walk on a treadmill it can be a fast walk too but basically moving in a repetitive way it can be swimming it can be you know, a stationary bike, like I said, it and, can and be... For all, for all the workaholics out there, again, it doesn't count if you're on the phone talking to a client while you're walking outside. That doesn't count, or does that count? That does not count. I didn't think um, so. Probably better than just sitting and talking to <laughs> <Yeah>. your client. <laughs> Agreed. But, no, the point is you want to get away from right. those kinds of things. You want to go out. You want to take a walk. Like I said, you can yeah. do a rowing machine or yeah. a treadmill or just calisthenics in your house. So it doesn't really matter so much which it is. Mm -hmm. I will preface that with, you know, run it by your own personal physician, what level sure. of exercise is good for you. Sure. And that can help you choose if you have some health limitations. Our lawyers, but, at, our lawyers at Vet Candy appreciate that comment. All right. That's right. On. They really do. They really do. <laughs> and you know what? But you know what's interesting is that uh, at the farm, when I would be, if I was studying for a board exam or if I was trying to solve some you know, whether it was a personality dynamic at work on the team, or if it was something else, if I had, if I had a problem, I go and mow. <laughs> because Actually, it, lawn mowing can be good because it's repetitive. Yeah. You're getting the, the aerobic exercise. Uh, the Mayo Clinic calls exercise meditation in motion. Beautiful. Ooh, another Love one. Love it. That's a 
is when you're mowing on, you're or whether you're on a treadmill or whether you're you're walk taking a hike, whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're doing, you're just focusing on that motion and on just yeah. what you're doing right in front of you and it actually that's the the mental part of this. Yeah. It actually takes away those thoughts of that are constantly roaming around in your head of whatever the finances or the mm-hmm. you know the practice or whatever and it clears your mind so that's the other benefit of it aside from the physiological benefits of it mm-hmm. okay and, so we have exercise um, and yes. and so that's one There's, of our and it doesn't have and to be- I will add that the research on this is pretty convincing that it actually improves your mood oh it and, does it does and and it doesn't just improve it while you're doing it. It has a more lasting effect on it. So that's an important that's an important thing that you can easily work into your own life. Uh, even if you can't, you say, well, I don't yeah. have a half hour to do this yeah. at once. Ten minutes in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. Break it up into smaller, yeah. more manageable So you know pieces. what? You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like what I might say to somebody when they're being a pill Listen up, Jason. When they're being a pill, go get some exercise. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. I am always in a good mood and always have a positive outlook on everything. So you must be talking about somebody else. That's right. But maybe, maybe like we can start recommending to our team members, you know, yes. I think you should take a walk at lunch. That's what I think should be happening. Yep. 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 Okay. That's so, actually, actually a good idea. Um, you can. It is. That's what I was going to say is it's not a bad idea during your lunch break or if you have a 10-minute break in the morning, go out and take a walk or something that you can do just physically, and that can actually be really beneficial to going back in. So it is something you can do during the day. Okay, so we have exercise, and um, the next one that you have on your list is, uh, wait, it's the opposite. It's sleep. Yes, it's sleep. This is a is a good one. I'm going to listen to this one because when I worry about stuff, this is where it affects me. I think this is probably a lot of people, right? I'm being very serious here, open about my feelings. I want to know how I can get better sleep when I have stress. Is that possible? Who are you? Who are you Shut over it. there being L- open let the profession- about your Let the feelings. professional talk. Let the professional right. talk. I got to give my free advice. I mean, I got to hear about this. Sleep is very important to stress reduction. And it's important to realize that there's a vicious cycle here where a lot of stress and you're not dealing with your stress very well will lead you to not sleeping well as big news flash. Nobody ever big knew news. that. In right? other news, correct. Um, <laughs> in other news. Jason. <laughs> and, and Jason was very uh, prophetic. And yes, that is exactly what happens when you have stress that you're not, that's getting where it's becoming worry. But the other part of that cycle is not getting enough sleep reduces your ability to cope with stress and your tolerance for it uh-huh. so that not getting enough sleep becomes a stress in itself that uh-huh. and so you have this vicious cycle you have i'm not getting enough sleep because i'm stressed and then i'm tired and that makes me during the day less able to tolerate stress or now i'm more stressed so what you I have to do is them. you want to break that cycle from both sides and so, so we're going to talk about that a little bit so I so this is this is what is interesting to me. So I used to work. I, I had uh, emergency practices, and I, I used to love shift work, but a lot of those end up being overnight shifts. And um, okay. what was what was most important to me, and still is, and some people currently on the podcast make fun of me for this, is I like structure and I like routine. And so for me, getting up at the same time 
going to bed at the same time. I like that. And on the farm here, that's wonderful. Is that something that, because, you know, I don't need to, you know, go to Kmart and watch Wapner at 4 p.m. or whatever to, to <laughs> remain, not, you know, comfortable, but some routine. Not rigidity. Yes. Right. Not rigidity. Yes. Routine. <laughs> yes. Difference. It's good to have a sleep routine so that you kind of wake up at the same time in the morning every day and you go to bed at approximately the same time at night. Mm -hmm. Even on weekends or when you're not working, it's still a good idea to do that because that routine isn't just something that you get used to. It's something uh -huh. that your body learns to set its own biological clock to. So right. your body learns to anticipate this is the time I'm supposed to sleep. This is the time I'm supposed to get up. Mm -hmm. Even people who are on shifts that don't coincide with our day and night, people who are working at night can still do that. They can set themselves a time in the morning to sleep yeah. until a given hour so that that becomes their night time. And, and that's their what I did. That was, yeah. a good, that was good. Yeah. And it, worked, it worked out well for me, and I think it worked out well for patients. And I'll tell you, you don't have to elaborate on the biological clock because 80% of veterinarians are female. They're familiar with the, <laughs> with the ticking of a biological clock. <laughs> <laughs> and so, the uh, clock exists in all people. Their sleep hormones start to rise in anticipation of when it's bedtime. There are mm -hmm. hormonal changes. Um, there are hormonal changes in the morning or in the whatever becomes morning for that person when uh -huh. they're getting up. And yep. if you maintain a regular sleep-wake cycle, you help that system to be well-regulated, and that's important. It's also important to realize that even mild sleep deprivation on a given for any length of time can cause a lot of changes that increase your susceptibility to stress. And, and you know so what? I, you... I read somewhere one time that um, actually lack of sleep, I mean, like to the extreme, but like lack of sleep, like if you're unable to, to go to sleep, it can actually over a period of time, you, you can actually die from that. Like if you, if you don't sleep for three, four five days, you're not making it much longer. Like your body has well, to rest. Bodies do need rest and usually they will pretty much insist on Take it. Take it. But <laughs> when they... But, you know, people who are in concentration camps or things like that, that's actually a form of torture. But yeah. we're, you know, on a more normal level for most people. Fortunately, most people aren't in any of those circumstances. Thank goodness. Um, even losing an hour or two of sleep every night mm -hmm. can have pretty strong long-term consequences on your body, on your thinking. It can reduce your ability to concentrate. It can provoke depression and anxiety. So that when I had talked about breaking this cycle on both sides, you want to get a good night's sleep, it will help you to feel less stressed during the day. It'll help you to feel less anxious. Yeah. It'll help you so to feel I, less I, I have a couple, a couple of things. One, I'm not sure you can reduce my level of ability to concentrate any, any lower, so I'm, I'm probably okay on that, <laughs> on that uh, front. But can't I just take a nap and, and steal that hour back? I mean, that's what I do. I'll take a one-hour nap that turns into five hours, and that's, uh, I replenish my bank that way. Is that not true? You can take a nap. Uh, the caveat that I have for that is if you're finding that you don't sleep at night, you want to maybe avoid the nap during the day to get yourself back into that rhythm because what you're doing is you're basically you're stealing it back during the day, but then that night you're going to have uh, sleeping oh, again. You're, you're robbing so, Peter to pay Paul. You are yeah. robbing Peter yes. to pay Paul. 
But you know what you could do with that hour? Uh, yeah, if you're, I mean, there are conditions where it helps to take a nap during the day. Sure. If you're driving and you're falling asleep, you oh, certainly yeah. want to take a nap. Dr. Maureen said, I got to keep going. I just, I can't Mark take first. a nap. I got to keep but going. You, but you yeah, know what? Please. You know what you could do? You know what you could do you with know. that hour that you were going to nap on your couch, Jason? What? Please tell take me. Take a what? walk. Take a and walk. Was, yeah, exercise. I could, take, I could take a walk and exercise, or I could dream about it no because the exercise will help you sleep better at night mm, okay and it will actually help you think better and feel a little bit more revitalized See? during the day if you're sleepy so uh, he needs so uh, much help dr maureen so much yeah help. i think if, so i think help. maybe if, if vet candy would stop stressing me out so much i could sleep better <laughs> but uh we'll, we'll move on <laughs> okay so here's here's the next thing that that is in your in your tips coping with social isolation can I get back a little bit to the sleep yeah, for a minute? Sure. Because I wanted to talk about what kind of habits promote good sleep. Oh, we talked about yes. the negative effects of not sleeping, but there are things that you can do if you would like to hear a little bit about Wait, what kinds of things help you just, to sleep. Like, don't I just drink a couple of glasses of a good Cabernet? Yes. I that's, thought that was a known fact. That's like a really bad thing to do, actually. <laughs> what? Sorry. I, I know, like I'm a killjoy, but um, oh my but, god, I want a <laughs> refund. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But but a lot of people think that. So so okay, tell us what are the good things we can do that will really. Reason drinking a couple of drinks before you go to bed is not such a great idea is because what it does is it will make you sleepy, but then you'll wake up during the night and have more trouble sleeping. So you might fall asleep at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock, but you'll be awake at 1 or 2 and not be able to go back to sleep. So Nothing good best... happens at 1 in the morning. Nope. Nothing Pardon? good happens at 1 in the morning. So you don't want to be waking up at that time. Yes. So you want to avoid heavy meals. You want to avoid, obviously, caffeine and things like that. And you also want to avoid alcohol like two hours before you go to bed. Two hours, so if, man. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you want to get, the alcohol will cause a certain pattern of feeling sleepy, but then feeling more awake afterwards. So ideally, you want to have like a, an, at least an hour or two after you have it. If you have a drink in the evening, that's fine. But if don't try to do it to fall asleep. All right. So Dr. Um, Santina now has said. Keep driving, don't take a nap, push on through, and you can start drinking at 3 o'clock. In fact, it's better to start at 3. I love it. I'm back, I'm back to playing the full boat. All right. I love it. Okay, so no, I'm going no, no. to avoid alcohol. I'm going to try avoid not to take alcohol, a nap. Heavy meals. And don't eat and, the big, heavy meal. Yeah, don't eat a big, heavy meal. And you also want to avoid, obviously, caffeine or anything like that, oh, yeah. you know, which is, okay. is pretty obvious. Most people realize that. So, How about social media? Uh, the other thing, well, the other thing you want to avoid at, at night is if you smoke is cigarettes. They're stimulant. Uh, yeah. And yeah, even yeah. though they may calm you, they're actually physiologically, they're also a stimulant. So yeah. those things you want to, two hours, an hour or two before bedtime, you want to just kind of leave all those things be. Okay. You also may, within the hour before you go to bed, you want to avoid, you know, loud TV shows. You want to avoid things that are going to arouse you, like different types of social media, playing a, uh, an exciting video game. Those are not the best things to do at night before you go to sleep. You want to have a little time where you maybe read, you know, okay. look through a magazine. And I don't mean read the, um, the, the journal. Uh, 
Yeah, read the. Some people find journal reading relaxing, but you yes. don't want to re- be sitting there reading the lab reports on your clients for the next day. Oh. An hour. I thought be- you were going to tell us not to read Fifty Shades of Grey there for a second. I was I like, know, oh, okay, like, great, I was that's saying, exciting. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's I don't know where this is going. Show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll leave that. <laughs> I mean, she talked about exercise and hormone stimulation. Now yeah. we're talking about <laughs> rousing yeah. items that. At sleep time. <laughs> Maureen, we got this we got to get Jennifer show. out of the gutter. Let's move on. We got to get Woo! we got to drag her out of the gutter and let's move on to an, another good tip to help sleep. Okay, so another good tip. Well, the um, you want to separate your sleep time from your wake time. That's so what we're hearing. You want to you want to get like kind of train your body and your mind that okay, it's time to wind down. Yeah, and you can do that lower the lights in your room, you want to have lower lights, you want to have something relaxing, you can listen to music, you can read a book. Basically, you want to do things that are going to put you into a mellow, more sedate oh. mood. Now, so you know there what? Are... Maybe you want to turn the radio station on for smooth jazz. Smooth jazz, love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so. you listen to punk rock at that hour that would probably not be the best way to do it but mm-hmm. but yeah you yeah. want to you want to do things that are going to yeah. c- reduce excitement okay. um, you want to have a comfortable environment in your room you want to have the lights low it's best when you're sleeping um, unless you're really anxious about it to sleep in the complete dark mm-hmm. um, to not have a nightlight on now that with children obviously or people with fall risks that may not be a it's good tricky idea, for Jason, but... too, because he's afraid of the dark. So it's yes. tricky. It's tricky. Yeah. A yeah. nightlight never hurt anybody. All right? That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if, it, if they, uh, this might work for some people. If they literally are afraid of the dark or they want to have some light on in the room, is to put on one of those room darkening face masks, those Man. sleep masks. And... It, you know, while you're sleeping, and then you could just flip it up, and your your light is there, because light actually is a stimulant. Right. And so what about what about marijuana? Uh, that's a. I wouldn't do that at night. Um, <laughs> thing is, uh, well, it is legal now in places. So. That's right. <laughs> a little CBD, a little CB. Like that's the thing too, because some people have said that they take those um like CBD chewies and stuff to help them sleep. That's something I would ask a medical doctor. Yeah. People, there's a lot, the jury's out on a lot of that. And, you know, marijuana has a lot of different effects. It's not a simple, just relaxing, even though people feel relaxed with it. That's something I would run past your medical doctor. If you think that stuff might, you know, those things might help. I think cultivating these good habits, should help you to sleep. If you're finding out that not, then I think it would be a good idea to talk to a medical professional because there are actually sleep clinics that can help people where this is beyond just having a sleepless night mm-hmm. once in a while where they're really have experiencing insomnia. Yeah. And then it's time to start thinking about, you know, maybe going to uh, to have to a sleep clinic or to talk yeah. to your own doctor about it. Uh, because there may be things that, that you could be doing that to enhance your ability to fall asleep. One of the best things is to reduce your stress during the day. Yeah. Staying active in the day. And here's where 
doing something physical during the day, getting exercise, can really help you to sleep better at night. Sure. So they work hand in hand. I'm really That's- glad you brought kind of brought we're kind of we're kind of going on and on about sleep and it's turning into a, an awesome discussion about sleep. I'm glad you brought that back to we're talking about sleep and, and it and how it relates to stress and breaking that vicious cycle you were talking about. I'm too worried to sleep. I don't sleep, and so I'm even more worried about that, and I have more stress. So I'm so stressed I can't sleep again. So so very good. So we'll break it on both on both ends. But I think Dr. Jen wanted to wanted to bring up something real quick before we run out of time about yeah. social isolation. Yeah, I I did because uh, I like. I like engaging with people to a certain amount, right? Like I have learned I like my alone time too. Says the person <laughs> in the closet. I'm just saying. In the closet, on the, in the cottage, on the farm. Um, but in the house that Jack built, right? Uh, and so these days uh, we all learn these new phrases like social distancing, isolation, and all this sort of stuff that's been going on this year. So how, what are your tips for people to cope with social isolation? Because it can be really, it can be crushing, you know, after week five, you know, of social isolation. Uh, yes. Um, this is where social media can really help. If you're looking at the ways that you keep contact with people, video calls, Zoom, FaceTime, things like that yep. um, can really be helpful. Uh, chatting um, online, um, uh-huh. texting, not not as much because that's really removed. You want to be able to have the oh. visual contact with people to be able to uh-huh. hear their voice. So in order of preference, the video calls, um, Zoom, things like that, FaceTime are the best, and followed by phone, actual phone conversations, because you can uh-huh. hear the person's voice. There's more personal contacts. Yeah. Text and ch- online chat and things like that, emails are much more removed. And yeah. so they're fine. I'm so glad every- to hear but I'm so glad to hear you prioritize the phone call because I have a friend. He's a very good friend <laughs> and he insists that texting is excellent because it's so efficient. And I'm like, but it's not efficient at actually getting to have contact and engage in a conversation and a meeting of the minds with that person. <laughs> right? Correct. Uh- Yes, efficient isn't the point of having contact with people. If you want to say to somebody, I'll meet you at 3 o'clock in such and such a place, that's fine. That, sure. that should be efficient. If you're trying to get a quick message out to somebody to just to convey a little bit of information, that's efficient. And you want efficiency there. But when you're talking about emotional, social contact with people, efficiency is not the point. You want to be Thank able to, to react to their smile or lack yeah, of smile. Right. Um, so all those cues <laughs> are completely lost. Putting a little emoji there is not a good substitute. I, I, listen, I was going to bring that up. What if I put a little smiley face? That doesn't count. It's the no, same thing. Even if it's now, a kissy face or, a, that or is the huggy one, it doesn't man. matter. No. For seeing your, your friend's face smiling or to see the twinkle in their eyes. And that, mm-hmm. so the less of that direct feedback that you get, the less it satisfies that emotional connection. So that, you know, so the texting is like the bottom or emailing are like, those are things, they've got nothing else that's better than nothing. Right. But most people can do the other things. So what you're saying is... When- when I, when I, I should really consider some other form of communication when I'm writing a text and it turns out to be 19 screens long. And that's probably, I'm probably doing too much communication via text. I should probably just dial the number, correct? Okay. That's I, I'll actually take that a really good 
Because if you're making long texts, first of all, it's arduous, and the other person has to read a long text. <laughs> you're trying to, <laughs> trying to say things about yourself or about your relationship or about whatever is important to you, and you, the person doesn't hear your tone of voice. Mm. So that's actually a really important point, Jason, and it really is kind of to the point of this. So you want to try to institute these kinds of things. I would recommend during times when of isolation, you want to schedule these things too. Mm-hmm. Schedule a time, have a um, virtual cocktail hour or hey, happy I, hour. I actually tried that. I thought that was stupid because um, people were suggesting it. I actually did that with two of my very good friends. Um, we had been planning it since before it was cool, like back in you know, you February two good, of 20. You have two good friends? Man, I'm just getting all kinds of revelations today. This is really good. All right, carry We on. don't need anything from the peanut gallery, Ooh. okay? All right. all right. Anyway, and all three of us, because uh, we all live in different states, so we wouldn't, it's not like we'd be able to get together too often anyway, but we really enjoy uh, chatting with each other all three of us really, really enjoyed it. It was wonderful. We all made our, our drink and we're sharing recipes about drinks to make. And we had like a good hour and a half of just, and you're right, it's just seeing everybody's face and getting and, that nonverbal feedback. And to be clear, this was absolutely at least two hours before bedtime, correct? This is in the 3.30 p.m. That range, is correct. right? For you? Okay. And it was, right after, it was right after my non-strenuous exercise. Very good. So I had all the endorphins. You probably were, slept great that night, huh? All the kinds of stuff going on. Very I good. I did. Yes. Anyway. I have a group of friends that, that we often travel together, but we live in different states, like you said. Mm-hmm. And we have basically taken to scheduling a routine happy hour on Friday nights to get Friday evenings, early mm-hmm. evening together during the time when we're in this lockdown. And yeah. we've about that we may just continue that once the lockdown has ended and we're going back out to our busy lives because it's really nice to see these people. You see them all together. Mm-hmm. Something like a Zoom chat is yeah. great at where it's like you're with those people. Mm-hmm. You don't have the physical contact. Mm-hmm. So you don't get the hug and the kiss or anything like that, but you're getting a lot of that emotional contact, the eye-to-eye, the smile, mm-hmm. everybody laughing together, those kinds of things. Plus, and if, if you, you get, get really mad, you can emphatically tell them they're number one and they can understand it, right? It's yeah. so much better. Right? And if you get Zoom bombed, it's just like that annoying dude at the bar that continues to come up to you and your friends that's and want to get in the conversation. I never thought about that. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's right. So, Dr. Maureen, we actually are running short on time today, but I do want to um, get to your last two tips on how to cope with stress, replacing that lost physical contact that we're talking about, because you don't get to hug your friends and all that. So what do we do? The people that are, that are safe around you in your own home, you can always still have those things with, but that uh-huh. main well, not everybody has that. Uh-huh. Pet your dogs. I love um, that one. Cats. Actually, there are, and this is not just because it makes you happy, although that should be reason enough or that it makes them happy. Nobody loves you like your dog, right? And so there's actually research, um, substantial research, that petting dogs and having that physical contact with dogs actually stimulates oxytocin in the human being, and which is another one of those feel-good well-being neurochemicals. So there's actually an underlying, there we go. Who is that? You can put your dog and your cat, and you were leaving out the macropods from Australia, so I had to make sure that we didn't leave those guys out. 
So you Jason, can pick too. That's right. So now Jason may- has a kangaroo in his lap right now, a little Joey, uh, news hounds, and uh, that makes him happy. Makes and me there, happy. there is because I'm, I'm in the basement with no physical contact of any kind, just me. Right, and and there well, is actually. And I actually would rather watch his kangaroo than talk. Um, <laughs> well, actually, I'll tell you, there is substantial research um, that w- has been done that um, coming into contact with zoo animals so enhances the visitor's experience, number one, with their physiological stress, has a much, much broader positive impact than just viewing animals, and number two, further endears that species to them such that they will um, think more favorably about actions, conservation actions, that will help the species long term. And so you are singing to the choir here, my friend, about um, animal contact helping to temporarily replace that lost physical connection that we may have with other other humans during times of isolation. That was the shortest time on your soapbox I've ever. That was a record for you, Dr. I know, the shortest I'm time on your soapbox. But all true, all very true. And it actually, the physical contact. You can also, you can also do it to a lesser extent by doing things to feel comfortable. Getting a snuggly um, blanket and curling up in it, or taking yes. a warm things that give you that physical, tactile sense that feels good. Yeah. Um, so that can help too. Good. The animal. Your last one, I love your last one, although one of them I have to shy away from unless I'm going to do more of the exercising, (laughs) because you say (laughs) creative outlets. Yes, creative outlets, um, play music, listen to music, try a new recipe that you've been meaning to try, or make, bake your favorite brownies or or something. Um, Draw, there are adult coloring books for people who are not artistically inclined that are kind of fun. They're um, facilitating like programs. I just like to get um, in the car and wail along to the radio sometimes. No, dance. Dance. First of all, you're, then you're combining the physical exercise with something creative. And like they say, dance like no one is watching. That's right. And the most efficient stress relief, dancing. I love it. Most efficient. That's right. It's true. It is. It definitely is. And the repetitiveness, the, the com- combining with music are actually really relaxing. So... It started the DIY project that maybe you've been meaning to do. So all those kinds of things, because they take you out of yourself. And yes. you're focused on something creative. And it's kind of like, a, it's again, it's kind of like a form of meditation almost, because you're just focusing yeah. inside of yourself on something that doesn't have any pressure attached to it. Listen, my toolbox overfloweth, okay? This is fantastic. Yes, I, 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 I love it. I love it. And I, will, and I will say, before we sign off here and thank Dr. Santina, that there are a number of articles available at myvetcandy.com that discuss, if you don't know what meditation is or how to do it, because um, she just mentioned meditation very briefly, that's like a, a very complex topic, but you can get some good basic information for beginners. You can also get some information if you're more advanced. You can find all that on myvetcandy.com. We've got a lot of stuff about that. And I think this has just been incredible. I want to say thank you so much for coming into the Candyverse today. Your tips are easy. They're easy. It's well, been a real pleasure. And what I've tried to do are give you these things that anybody can do. They don't need anything to do it. If I may just add, uh, based on what you just said, meditation, there's all kinds of guided, uh, guided imagery, yep. relaxation. There's a lot of more complex skills 
that a person can get through uh, meditation coaches, through yoga, through counseling. There's focused counseling on how to do these things. So I would encourage people that if they're finding that they do these kind of do-it-yourself things and it's not working for them, they need to, to take the next steps, which are these other things that can be really helpful to you. And they're beyond what we can do in a podcast. Oh, of course. Of course. And I, and, and I would say, um, don't hesitate. If, if that stress continues to disrupt your life, whatever's causing the stress, reach out and get some help. And that could be a friend, a colleague, anybody, someone, anyone you trust. Don't be embarrassed. Because as Dr. Maureen has assured us, stress affects us all, no matter our socioeconomic status, no matter our intellectual capability. Everyone feels stress as part of being a human. It just, the thing that's different is how you handle it. And so we've got some easy tools here. We got some pearls. We got some great pearls. Like don't judge your insides by someone else's outsides. Best one ever. Uh, I love it. Um, and if you take nothing away from today, take that and really, really embrace it. And so uh, once again, thank you so much, Dr. Santina. I hope we're going to find you in the candy verse again. It would be a pleasure. This has been really a lot of fun. And I'm going to need some help again here. <laughs> I'm going to need some help again in about a month. So we'll schedule that. We'll just put on a podcast and you can send send (laughs) it. That's right. So so this uh, has been an episode of uh, Vet Candy's podcast in other news. And signing out from um, the cottage on the farm, I'm Dr. Jen. And I'm Dr. Jason from, as always, the basement. And you can also find us on uh, social media at MyVetCandy. Until next time on In Other News. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.